How do you conjure a butt demon? How do you keep sparrows away from your linseed? How do you pronounce Avril Lavigne? It's Alistair Crowley this week on Why Do You Know That? Welcome to Why Do You Know That, the podcast that wants to know why you know so much about a very specific topic. I'm Nadia Osman. I'm Steve Slaga. Hi, Steve. Hi. Sorry, I'm looking at the levels, so I'm not looking at you. Da, 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 da. Look at me. Look Hi. me directly in the eye. Well, we always do. It'd be weird if I didn't. <laughs> we need to connect. We need to be on the same plane here. The same wavelength. Um, what if we didn't break eye contact <laughs> for the whole episode? <laughs> Just staring. I hate this. Uh, oh, I do too. I broke the eye contact. Just so um, non-visual medium, I broke the eye contact. Uh, I thought of a good seg, but good. it involves telling a sad bit of news. I think that's fine. I think we're ready for it. Also, I know what it is. <laughs> um, okay, so my mother uh, passed away about a month ago, um, and I knew it was coming. It's very sad. Uh, it's a very complicated time because we had a complicated relationship. That said, uh, it involves things like dealing with the bureaucracy of death in the aftermath of it. Um, Which is a nightmare. I've been there. Yes, it's truly awful. Uh, I feel for anybody that has gone through it or is uh, going through it currently, uh, my heart goes out to you because, oh my God, it's a f- it's the worst. It's where I don't understand why they like, I, this should be like a thing that gets taught to you in schools. It's like, this is what to do after somebody dies. Can it's I, nuts. Can I give you my theory on why there's so much? Yeah. Especially because um, my family's Catholic, so I was raised Catholic, my mom was Catholic, and I think that the reason there's like, oh, you've got to have you've got to have a viewing and you've got to have the funeral and you've got to do this and where's your luncheon after that and what about this and have you thought about that is just so people have something to do. I think it all comes down to like, well, I'm at least busy for the first five days. Yeah, so you're not just like sitting in shock and denial and grief and then just like crying and eating Taco Bell, which is what I did. Which also, you know, just as much, that's just as healing as having to go pick out flowers. More more healing, some might I'd say. say. Specifically the Taco Bell Corporation. Um, or Yum Yum Brands, I think is what they're on my... Uh, I'm, in a way, I am lucky, or I am grateful, because some of that bureaucracy has been cut down because she didn't want a funeral. So her request was to be uh, cremated and then have her ashes spread at sea. Um, and so we've had to like wait to schedule that. And so instead... I have been slowly paying my portion of the cremation, which is $666. Ooh. So it's six 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 to pay for my mother's death, which feels like in in what world did somebody look at that and go like that's fine to put on an invoice? <laughs> Like, especially no, this is like, fine. We don't need to round up or down or Especially anything. in that field. Yes. Like, it'd be different if I went to It's Sugar at Universal <laughs> City Walk and got five pounds of bulk candy gummy carrots. Yes. And they were like, that'll be 666. I probably wouldn't think much of it. I'd probably swipe my card without even knowing, because that's just gummy carrots. No, I got a text about it from my sister, and she wrote in parentheses, I'm not kidding. Because she knows me well enough that I would be like, what? No, stop it. That can't be the number. And that is the number that I owe. And I'm like, N- no, no, really? Just round, round up or down? And I just keep thinking about how it's 666. And I, my mother had a sense, of, had gallows humor. So I think that if mm-hmm. she could see this, she would be like, that's hilarious. Oh, for sure. I feel the same way about like things that happened 
uh, when my mom was in hospice, where I was like, no, she'd find this fun. No, I can say this because she'd think it was funny. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, I can act this way at the funeral because my mom would have gotten it. Yeah. <laughs> I was nude. She, she, <laughs> she would have appreciated yeah. my statement. Mm-hmm. She doesn't, yeah, exactly. Uh, but 666. That is a seg. Because it's the devil's number. It is. And today we're talking about the wickedest man in all of England. Is that his quote? Shit. Well, who's Jack the Ripper then? <laughs> wickedest man in the world. Wickedest man in the world. Not just the UK, the entire empire. Uh, now's a good time to introduce our guest. Uh, she's a writer for Rick and Morty. Please welcome Anne Lane. Hi, thanks for having me. Hi, Anne. Hi. Hi. Sorry to correct you about. I mean, he is by wickedest man in the world, also the wickedest man in Britain. So, like, I, I, I'm being, you know. No, that, that's that's why you're here. You're here to talk about yeah. Alistair Crowley. You're supposed oh, to tell yeah. us. You're not correcting us. You're educating us. <laughs> yeah, we I don't know that. anything. The whole point of having people on here is so that we learn weird shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's I want to start with one quick thought, and I need to let anyone listening know that Anne and I have known each other for years. We have a very <laughs> tight, strong relationship. So I'm allowed to say this. Your notebook looks like the scrawlings of a lunatic. <laughs> It's a lot of different. I have a bunch of. If I found that in a dark alley, I'd be like, oh, God, spells, incantations. It's a nightmare. And that one is my new one that I started last week. Um, here's uh, Here's my one from. I don't know, the last couple months. It's just like constantly writing. Do you ever turn on the light when you write in your notebook? (laughs) There's there's also like math going on. I'm seeing graphs. There's 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 graphs. graphs. Um, There's graphs, there's some math. I'm seeing geometry happen. (laughs) I see the circle. Uh I see the circle. There's a couple story circles, which is a nerdy tool that we use, but it's also, yeah. It's not nerdy. Let me tell you guys something about storytelling. You want to have structure, and so it's good to have that. A hero. There's a reason the hero's journey hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. We love hearing the same shit over and over again. Change no. the cargo, not the train. Exactly. We want to see someone go from a familiar place to an unfamiliar place, and undergo then co- a change that brings them back to the familiar, but having changed internally. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Exactly. If yeah. this doesn't happen in your movie, it's bad. Freddie yeah. might get fingered. Yeah. Freddie gets fingered. <laughs> Freddie comes re- back. Comes back from being fingered, mm-hmm. changed <laughs> for having been fingered. Freddie got. Freddie got fingered. He got fingered. Thank you. That is my pitch. <laughs> oh, I thought that was the podcast. <laughs> Good night. Thank you, Anne. Alistair Crowley would be proud. I just imagine going into pitch, Freddie got fingered in that way, like starting with like Joseph Campbell once said, and just like <laughs> making it super, super serious, and then being like, that's all, thank you. And then leaving the room and like, oh my God, it's the confidence. We got to yeah. green light this. Yeah. That's what it is. It's all confidence. I mean, confidence is what Alistair Crowley was about, kind of. Like, he and... I have not fact-checked some of this. Eh. But I think that's sort of what the... the the um, For me, a little bit of the allure of demon studies is that everyone has their own weird, personal... Like, not their own. Not everyone. Okay. It's all just very... 
litigious and passed down and and books are left in sarcophaguses by fathers to sons in ancient Egypt to be like, hey, here are the rules I figured out. You should follow them. And if you don't follow them, then you will not be prosperous. But if you do bury your blood and hair and semen in the woods after these circumstances, you might have the help of this outside entity that will funnel its energy through your means and you will be able to achieve your goals, um, which is crazy. And you mean to tell me you didn't fact check whether or not burying your blood and semen in the woods would get you a, a ghost, a gold ghost? <laughs> but I didn't fact check whether um, uh, Alistair Crowley was actually friends with Del Close. And <laughs> <laughs> like, no, genuinely, like there's like a rumor or a legend that he, Del Close and L. Ron Hubbard had a race to create a cult faster. But I don't know how that could be true because Del Close... You know, there's different times. Aleister Crowley was born in 1875, so like... And L. Ron Hubbard's born in, what, the 20s? And what time did long-form improv get big? I don't know, the like 60s? 60s. Yeah, so... Okay, he, so Del Close won. Yeah. yeah. He got a... He made a cult sooner. Well, yeah, I don't know, actually. The cult of... I don't know if oh. I'm saying anything right, but that, the Hey, if this discussion is entertaining, <laughs> then we win. Oh, boy, I can't promise, but I can say it has a lot of sex and... It has a lot of rituals. And Sounds entertaining. A lot of going into the woods together and 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 experiencing wonders. Before we go too deep into the woods, I'm going <laughs> to ask you what I ask all of our guests, which is so, Alistair Crowley. Why do you know that? I don't know. As I will say, like it is scary to be like, here's something I know a lot about because I think I know a lot about Alistair Crowley for a lay person, for someone whose career and whose like hobbies have nothing to do with him. Uh, I'm not practicing any of his rituals and I'm not worshiping any of his idols and I don't think that he's someone to look up to in most ways. Uh, but I do know a little bit about him because I am fascinated. I'm gonna I'm gonna calm your nerves right now and let you know that there are no like Aleister Crowley fanatics <laughs> who are gonna be listening and being like, that's not the amount of herb you, you put in the vase. I, 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 is that that is why we why I'm so paranoid talking about it because words are important and communication is important in this kind of study and the the way people phrase that like just when you talk about demons which I will say to me is a way of talking about things that are motivations that don't connect with your own that you find in yourself and you have to externalize in order to explain you have to say I was possessed by a demon and that caused me to do this, or this person must have called a demon upon me, or whatever. It feels, at least to me, having never experienced a technical demon, it feels like, like right now, if the three of us turned off all of the lights, sat in front of a mirror, or whatever the fuck superstitions, like sleepover style we wanted to do, I'm sure we could find one that creeped the three of us out. And if we did it, we'd feel a sense of responsibility about each step. And I think that that's what like interests me about demonology is that it's like something that like Aleister Crowley and all his followers and the people that he learned from. And also just like, I'm sure it's highly, it's, it's, I'm sure it's highly offensive and appropriated from old pagan rituals. And like, it's just, it just is like a vestige of OCD and of wanting safety and wanting boundaries and wanting to know how to communicate. So you're fascinated by the ritualization of it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I get that. Yeah. I totally get that. I'm fascinated by the idea that like some people will and have 
cared about any of the steps that are always so inane and so crazy. <laughs> like, I brought a couple books with me just so that, like, if we want, I can read some yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Can we, can we, we start with a very? I want to start with a very basic question. Um, just for everyone listening to get on the same page. Because I feel like demon can be a loaded word. We have our personal demons. The mm-hmm. Sci-Fi Channel has lots of scaly demons. Yeah, CW uh, has some hot ones. CW has some sexy fucking demons. I mean, you don't want to get mixed oh, up, but God. you can't nope, help it. I gotta fuck that demon, baby. <laughs> yeah. um, Stick it in me, demon. Or then also more like... Um, or like possessed by a demon or like demons mm-hmm. is more of like an ethereal. So I guess like in terms of what we're going to be talking about today, what would you say in terms like these are we're not going to talk yeah. about we're not going to talk about any hot demons, are we? No, we're like what talking is, about any sexy hot demons. Is the question like what do demons mean to me? I'm just uh I feel like demon is such like a, a yeah. large word. Are, well, can you okay. describe yeah. a demon I'll in this describe context. a technical demon in the yes. context that I'm showing. So I'm showing I'm for the listener, I'm showing them the Grimorium Verum and the Lesser Key of Solomon. The Lesser Key of Solomon being one of the main um, resources that Aleister Crowley used. Also, this is why I say, like, I'm a layman, because, like, my nightmare is that I say something and that it actually has repercussions about, like, fact check. Like, what I, what I guess, yes, I guess this, this podcast is about being enthused about something and yeah. I hope that the <laughs> listener knows that this I'm just enthused about it. Yeah. It's great. It's Have you salon. seen the podcast artwork? It's very party. <laughs> it's, we're having a party here. We we're just having wanted, a party. We're to, if we were, if we had like chilled martinis in hand, yeah. we were like, you know, the scene from Breakfast at Tiffany's where they're all just crammed in her tiny studio. Yes. It's that. Okay, great. You know what? Perfect. You don't need to be perfect. It's totally fine. And so, if anybody comes for us, we will just be like, also, we're sound, not experts. I sound so paranoid. I guess all I just mean is like, I don't profess to be an expert on him, but I profess to be someone enthused by yeah, that, and people that's who all, are yeah. confident. Yes. And any experts out there, stop listening. This is going to get frustrating uh, and that's fine. Uh, You're yes, entitled yes, to yes, your yes, emotions. Yes, yes. Go listen to uh, a different come podcast. Come back next week come when we talk week. about something you don't know about. Yeah. <laughs> but for now. Ooh, so, the next episode. Ooh. <laughs> I can recommend that one in the promos. <laughs> um, but and yeah, he, uh, he at, 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 okay, sorry, uh, I'll let you ask questions. So what's his demon? Well, what's his idea of a demon? Like he's not thinking of a demon in terms of like mm-hmm. um, the way that uh, like the CW, oh, you summoned a demon and now he's going to come and, and break your neck. Or is Might it? be. Okay. I don't genuinely know what he thought at any point. Okay. I just know that he went into the woods with a group of people who would follow him into the woods to a hut where, well, a, a house, a little house, and they made it. Yes, don't offend him. I know. I'm, I'm, I will say I am surprised by how scared I am to talk about this. I think just because, like, I, I feel like a tourist in an area that are, that is, no, to fun. me, silly, but that I respect other people have religion and believe in demons, and okay. I don't. I'm going to speak about demons, I should, and about Aleister Crowley, I should acknowledge my ignorance because okay. the pursuit of demonology is to conjure and observe, and I don't know, I literally don't know, okay. and I don't think anyone does, but I think everyone tries and it's a way of communicating that doesn't connect with me but I'm fascinated. I'm so sorry that no, no. information has happened yet. No, that's okay. I'm I'm very intrigued by your fear of being wrong. So what I so I guess what I originally thought. So you're not 
you're not worried about somebody listening to this and being like, she doesn't get it. We have to put a hex on her. No. You're more worried somebody's going to listen and be like, that dumb girl. I guess a little, but like, that's just my ego. So, you know, we can move past my ego and I can just like say things now and and we can assume that like, you know, they're right or they're wrong, but we're having fun. I thought maybe there was some dark sinister, like there are some Aleister Crowley followers out there who would really, who are going to fuck you up. I feel like that. No, the Aleister Crowley. Never mind. Well, I will say that there is a coworker of mine who I've like mentioned my fascination with demons and with Thelema and Aleister Crowley. And he mentioned that he had dated a woman who followed the practices of Thelema and had like a or Thelema I don't know but that had and it's the cult that Aleister Crowley made and the um, edict of this is let me look to make sure that I have it and I know that this is like oh okay so the the the, the whole theory of um, Crowley's religion is do what thou wilt oh do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law so it's just very you know, obviously, yeah, I don't I don't know yeah. think anyone's going to persecute me for getting shit wrong. <laughs> so that feels like Satanism, right? Yeah, In a way? maybe. I Similar. feel like some people would say he was Satanist, and maybe he would, but... Yeah, because do what you will, essentially, is basically like, do whatever you want. Yeah, and isn't that yeah. Satanist? Isn't little, that very... I, well, that I... Mm. I want to say yes. See, I'm loud and proud with my ignorance. <laughs> because I'm a man. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, you know, it does seem Satan-y. For sure. <laughs> the, like the idea of like, just do... Well... Yeah, and it also feels like that Simpsons episode where Al Brooks comes to give self-help and they're like, do what you feel day happens. <laughs> and then everything falls apart because no one has thought through the repercussions of like, well, we needed you to do A, B, and C to make like a festival day happen. And everybody just was like, I didn't feel like it. So yeah. Like, the idea of there... If Christianity is almost like hammering over the head with you must be responsible to your parents, to the person you marry, etc. It feels like um, Thelema or Telema is all about like, hey, no response, no worries. It's much more Hakuna Matata. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah we we've done uh, we did another religious uh, episode where I was certain that it would be a good fit for me. Yeah. So I, hope, I hope it doesn't happen again with Alistair Crowley. Easily persuaded. Yeah. Uh, well, a lot of this has to do with like very strict rituals that like I've looked at what you'd have to do to perform some of mm-hmm. the higher ones, and it's like you can't have a job, you can't do anything but this. You have to like have every hour of the day associated with a rune, associated with where the moon is in the sky and what kind of like minerals and fire you're using mm, and what that's part much. of the planet you're in yeah i want something halfway between that and scientology this is because <laughs> this, this guy was a rich kid let's back up yes for a great alistair crowley was born to a super wealthy family so wealthy his dad was like the heir to a brewing company or something mm. i'm so like <laughs> He his and then his dad got really into fundamentalist Christianity and so this is a rebellion. Yes. This oh. is Yes, I wrote down this is like one of my favorite goth periods of anyone. <laughs> like this is one of my favorites. I don't have to be like daddies that I've oh ever God. seen. <laughs> like. So he like ends up going to Trinity College in Cambridge, both which are like very expensive and uh-huh. like especially for the time, like you only went if you were wealthy. Yes. And then he got into mountaineering. Yes. And- poetry yes two things 
things rich fucks do. Yeah. Only rich fucks are like, I'm gonna scale a mountain, and only white yes. rich fucks will do it because they've never had to face adversity. That's Especially my Especially in the late 1800s, early 1900s. Yes, my theory is that like guys like you know Richard Branson or something like like yes. crazy CEO types who are uh, incredibly type A, they like conquer the world of money and then they have no other thing to do. So they're like, I'm going to conquer nature yeah. because I need to feel good about my dick. You know what I think? I think women have- <laughs> I want that I think, on a shirt. <laughs> I think that's beautiful. I think that, I think yeah. that the, 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 the cultures in the world that have um, becoming a man or coming of age or discovering yourself ceremonies that are very taxing for men, have clued into the fact that women have an inbuilt coming of age every fucking month from like puberty until we hit menopause. Yeah. And it's like a monthly reminder of the cycle of life and it's humbling and it hurts and all that stuff. And men have to just compete with each other, which is only as hard as each other make it, yes. which is only as hard as they want to be. Whatever. Long yes. story short, I think that um, what you're saying about Richard Branson and all the like wealthy this men who is like why need Elon to conquer Musk things. wants to go to fucking space or whatever. <laughs> it has nothing to do with like yeah. he has enough money. It's not about that. It's about like what the fuck else am I gonna do with my life? Yeah. And I'm like I don't know. Um, give back to the poor. Right. Uh, perhaps you could do something like see the world from your your workers eyes and allow for a union like there's so oh many my God. right there's yeah. just so many things that i feel like white rich fucks do because they want to uh feel as if they are conquering like you yeah. said they don't there's not a humbling moment that's happening in their lives all the time so yeah. therefore they force themselves to become humbled because everybody around them becomes a yes man yeah and that's sort of my theory and when i was doing my minimal research on Oscar crowley i was like this is just a rich kid yeah. who decided to fuck with people uh-huh Anyway, that's yes. where, that's where I'm coming from on he this. He changed his and name. And y'all can come for me. I no, do I not like care. it. And I, because I want the listeners to know that during that discussion, I thought that it was my place to step away from the mic <laughs> and be a listener. Brain, brain, thank you, a thank hero. you. I wow. wasn't gonna thank let that go so by much. without thank you pointing so out that much. I did. Wow, yeah, so good. <laughs> and I think we're done. <laughs> See you next week for a much better episode. Uh, I wanna plug that Where now. Where we talk about <laughs> Jeffrey from Toys R Us. <laughs> Um, but so he had a bunch of names too, which is like such a testament to like like having like a, a rebellion against the name your parents gave you and right. stuff. Like in college, people are like, "My name isn't Summer anymore; it's Samara now." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And His he's name that was guy. Edward, mm-hmm. and then he changed it to Alistair. Yeah, he changed it to Alistair, uh, the Great Beast. Uh, let me see. I wrote down a couple notes e because six six six. The cost mm-hmm. of a cremation or half of one. <laughs> <laughs> half the cost of a cremation. Yeah. Um, he, Prince Highwaken. Highwaken. Okay. Um. Just uh. Just like you know, he just rebranded a lot. He rebranded based on what he was. Him doing. and Puff Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Notable rebrander, Puff Daddy. Yeah, he he killed a cat when he was like nine. Oh, that's not good. That's no. a, that's, a, that's the number one. That's that's yeah. get rid of your kid level behavior. That's, yeah, that's total psychopathy. That's that's you need to make sure that your father's a cop. So like in the show Dexter, when he starts killing animals, his cop yes. dad is like, you need to or what's his uh, whatever his dad is like, you need to learn how to kill for good, and I'm gonna uh-huh. show you. Like that's what needs no. to happen. 
Alistair Crowley went out into the woods or in the neighborhood, found a cat. He caught it. He caught a cat. It wasn't his cat. So he and went out and caught it. As a cat it. owner, I can barely catch my own domesticated <laughs> yeah. cat. There's so already such discipline. <laughs> um, he, he poisoned it with arsenic. He hung it. He stabbed it. He cut its throat and he smashed its skull. That is fucked up. Yeah. He killed it like as like a Rasputin amount. Like so, so much. I don't remember why, but I think I remember. Oh, wait. I remember it's because he was like, they have nine lives. Fucking come at me. Uh, ends up no and I think that's sort of like the literal the like taking taking words literally is part of demonology and, and and vice versa taking literal things and putting them into like very concrete words or taking eth- ethereal things putting them into concrete words and then back and forth I don't know that's it's part of the thing that vexes me where it's like I don't know some of it's so concrete and some of it's so like cats have nine lives like, do you mean that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's where at least I feel like a lot of other religions, it's just kind of like, oh, it's all make-believe. It's all parables. Mm-hmm. And in this one, it's like, well, this is a parable, but no, this part's yes. real. At the beginning of, and I will also say that a lot of the texts for these things are super fucked up and racist. Like, they're misogynist, they're yeah. racist. They they say things about, like, the, like, primitive, quote, I'm doing air quotes, like, primitive magics, and that means, like, they're learning from, like, the people whose skin is different from theirs, and they're calling it primitive and then they're they're co-opting the practices and using it for their own and uh and and calling the the more like mm, primitive cr- tribes like more like dark or evil like legitimately right. alistair crowley wrote like a thing that was like kind of in line with um like social ev- evolutionists or social whatever Ooh. like the shitty yes. shitty people who were like which was also very popular at the time yeah like, about the the turn of the century going from the 1800s is really when um uh, what's the term? Phrenology is that the term? I think maybe it's like uh, yeah. where the, the the awful, stupid, non-real pseudoscience shit of like, oh, we're gonna measure a guy's skull <laughs> and that's gonna prove whether he's smart or not. And yes, like, that type of dumbass shit was really like in the news at the time. So it makes a lot of sense that he would kind of adopt some of that. Yeah. Plus, he's a rich white fuck, so of course he's racist and such. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he was also bi. I yeah. think he slept with a bunch of guys early on and then mm-hmm. ended up kind of switching over to women-ish and but was like very oh we shouldn't be repressing this. Yeah. So on the one so like on the one Do hand Do well thou wilt will be the, you know, eat yeah. it to the land. So like on the one hand, racist and misogynistic bad. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, okay, good for you for being uh supportive of the LGBTQ community so early on, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he was definitely a member and I think that he was definitely not a good example of yeah. like, of like why to champion it, but but certainly like I think that like that's another thing about demons that like people like use them to be like to offload and be like I mean, I whatever. Uh, I think at the time that that is something easy for him to have been like here's a I'm well, he rebelling I am yeah. yeah and so then he has to like any any good cult leader will go well when I do it it's fine uh-huh. so therefore it's fine yes but he also uh, he was anti-abortion on moral grounds because he didn't think women a woman following her true will would like desire a kid so therefore oh like, buddy a, which, yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. I better step away from the mic <laughs> <again>. <laughs> yeah uh, apparently also could be anti-semitic which also fits 
fits in with the mm-hmm. the uh, the thing to do at the time. Yes. Um, <laughs> I mean, right. really, the, everybody was awful back then. Everything was the, bad. Is the lesson is everybody sucked. Yes. But then he would also praise other ethnic and cultural groups. So, like, at some point he said... Uh, he praised Muslims for exhibiting manliness and self-respect. Which, but I also feel like, I, I don't know if that's, I'm like, is that a compliment? I feel yeah, like. I don't know. Yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> it feels like he's coming at it from such a specific place yes. that I that I question anything that he, he could have said as praise. He's the emo theater undergrad everyone took too seriously. Yes. He's like, come to my performance art piece. It's in the woods. We're all naked and we're pouring like milk and blood on our titties. Like, yeah. And it's like, I would fucking do that. That's hilarious. That's great. But yeah. like at some point you have to go like this guy means it and his his you know his life is the ultimate double down on yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, um so then he, so he goes to college. Here's a fun fact that I found which is like there's some debate as to whether he was recruited to be part of um British intelligence. Really? Yeah. Um and so there's there's I don't know how like documented this is, but yeah. there's, there's suggestions that he might have been a spy, which, which <laughs> I think that's one of those like, oh, he said that, right. he spread that rumor. Yeah. I feel like I don't know a lot about Aleister Crowley, but I can tell you with certainty he wasn't a spy. <laughs> <laughs> I will say though, hilarious of MI5 though, if like he is a spy and yeah. like this was all his cover, like yeah. all of this was them being like. <laughs> Okay, you know what, Edward? Like, you're 20, but you're clearly brilliant. But, like, if you want to work for us, you need to create a persona and you need to fucking stick it. And he's like, I know, I'll be a, I'll be a magic occultist. And yes. they're like, Yeah, we sure. We're just thinking frumpy postman. <laughs> yeah, then. Oh, okay. I shall gather in the woods every night when the moon is up. No, I'll just bring. like, we, could you get a job at a library? I'll like, kill you could be a, a tailor. <laughs> Everyone needs a tailor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah, we're really looking for you to not stick out. I you know what? Right. If he's too crazy, if he's too crazy, nobody will talk to him. It'll work. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Go to the woods. Go to the woods. Um, so then he joins the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, which mm-hmm. sounds like a fucking Harry Potter book. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty it's pretty it's pretty nerdy. What is that? I I mean, like as far as I know, it's just like a group of like this was is the Golden Dawn. I think that that was the one that Yates and some actresses and yes, as uh, a secret society. Yeah, and so, they were very into the paranormal and metaphysics and stuff. It feels sort of and like, yes, Yates was in there, and then the two of them uh, didn't get along. Yates yeah. also an emo kid. Yes. Uh, I prefer Yates's art to yeah. Crowley's. <laughs> I feel that it requires less animal sacrifice, but I also yeah. So the um yeah, so the Golden Dawn was like it kind of reminds me of like now there's, you know, there's a little bit of a resurgence of um and I'm you know, I'm someone who like sometimes wears crystals or has like rocks in my house and crystals and yada yada yeah. and I like kind of dabbling in and being like this is what this item represents to me, is sure. it reminds me to do this, or it reminds me to feel this, or to just like take a moment or whatever. Um, but there is a resurgence of it, and I feel like there are, I don't know if this is me being in a real weird bubble, but I feel like I have a lot of friends who are in covens. Well, 
I mean, like the bubble is yeah. like this Venn diagram of Los Angeles. Yes, cool, I'm in a very cool Los specific, Angeles women. Mm-hmm, I'm in a very specific, and I would like to say like cool and dope. Yeah, like, for sure. Venn diagram of like artists, women who like support each other and whatever. And my mom actually, when I was little, she would have um, meetings with women that like would happen in our house, and my dad and I and my sister would like need to like go out for the night or whatever, and it would be her theologe groups, and I'd be Ooh. like, "What's theologe?" And she was like. Well, it's a group of women. We come together, we burn some sage, we light some candles, and we support each other. And then as I get older, I'm like looking into all these things, and I'm like, she talked a fuck ton about Persephone. My mom's a witch! (laughs) (laughs) Like, she's like 100% the reason that I have like so much sage and crystals in my house is like, just like, you know, you want to, you want to have like a little bit of tangible control over the way that your space feels and smells and little rules. And if you give meaning to something, then it has meaning. Mm -hmm. That's why words are so important with this kind of stuff and why demonology is so about intentions and permissiveness and legislation, like the, the litigiousness of demons, how you call them, what the bindings are, what they owe you, what you owe them, how to get rid of them, whether they are brought to this world like in a way that you have any control over, over whether they leave. Like this, this grimoire has so many rules about the way to summon and, and banish them. And I think it's because it's people who are searching for that same thing, for that same control and that same like feeling of like, I am, I am summoning something I'm aware of. Right. And then using it. Yeah. And then saying goodbye to it. Yeah. Do you have a favorite demon? I have some. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want? Do you want to see my favorite demon? You want to see my favorite demon? My favorite demon. There's a opening, it, cool opening a trench coat. <laughs> yeah. Um, you kids like demons. Okay. And then I will say for you those who you want some, de- you get <laughs> some demons. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Oh, we got some demons. Oh yeah. Uh, I did you guys see Hereditary? Yes. Okay, so Payman is a real demon. Okay. Payman is Ooh. in the Book of Solomon as the ninth spirit in this order as Payman, a great king and very obedient unto Lucifer. He appears in the form of a man sitting upon a dromedary with a crown most glorious upon his head. There goeth before him also the host of spirits like men with trumpets, well-sounding cymbals, and all other sorts of musical instruments. He has a great voice and roareth at his first coming, and his speech is such that the magician cannot well understand unless he can compel him. The spirit can teach all arts and sciences and other secret things. He can discover unto thee what the earth is, and what beholdeth it up in the waters, and what mind is, and where it is, or any other thing thou mayest desire to know. He giveth dignity and confirmeth the same. He bindeth or maketh any man subject unto the magician if he so desire it. He giveth good familiars, and he can call uh, and teach all the arts. He is to be observed towards the West. And then there's a bunch of like directions as to what you know, he is of the order of dominations. He hath under him two hundred legions of spirits, and part of them are of the order of angels, and the other part of potentates. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Now, if thou call the spirit payment alone, thou must make him some offering, and there will attend him two kings called Label and Abalam, and also other spirits who will be of the order of potentes in his host and 25 legions. Also, those spirits will be subject unto them, not always with them, unless with the magician do compel them. His character is this which 
must be worn as layman before thee, and then there's the image of his character, of his symbol. Um, so he doesn't symbol. sound like that bad of a guy. That's most demons. Yeah. Most demons, it's like, oh, okay. here's what they can do for you. There's a lot of, like... I mean, he's bad because of what you... Not bad. There's no bad or good. That's why it's like the, like, do what thou wilt is the edict of the land, or whatever, of the mm-hmm. law, is there are consequences of wanting certain knowledges, and a lot of these demons offer you an understanding beyond human understanding. Yeah. And you have to pay a price. It's interesting because so many religions that I'm familiar with, it's there's good and evil. And so mm-hmm. for this to be entirely built on, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Yeah. It's it, very mind. It's built on that. Mm-hmm. And it's also, I got to say, I think particularly when it comes to uh, Satanic, Wiccan, etc., the names of everything are just crazy. And yes. I think that part of that is just because Christianity has seeped its way into the world in a way where, like, the name, you know, Ezekiel is also kind of nuts, but it's like, nah, we we got on board with that one. We're just uh-huh. using that. We all, like, there's the pronunciation of the word Deuteronomy somehow uh-huh. is, like, fine. But then when I hear, like, the two demons, LaBelle and this other person, yeah, then I'm yeah. like, get out of here. Who the fuck? What? what fucking, why? What, did you just pick random letters in the alphabet? That's how I felt when I had to decide what how to say Avril Lavigne. I yeah. was like, do I have to learn this? Lavigne? <laughs> yeah. Avril? Really? I have to summon this me- this musical demon by saying those words? I was wondering if we were going to get a chance to talk about Avril Lavigne and our demon <laughs> So I'm glad she found her way in. Um, there's a there's a there's a demon called Glacia Labolis. This is what I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. That just sounds like a disease. He can make a man go invisible. Oh, <laughs> apparently that is a disease. That's crazy. What I noticed with payment is that like. I just feel there's a lot of fine print afterwards. Like, this is what Payman does. But also, you got to do this, 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 and this. And also this. And you have to do this. And if you don't do this, it's like, here we go with the side effects. It's like a Mm -hmm. subscription service. Yeah. Yeah, it's You sign up for your box. And Mm -hmm. then Uh they're like, okay, but you're not actually going to get full-size products. You're going to get trial-size products most Uh of the time. And then this other thing's going to happen. Like, there's just a lot of extra I think that's the trade-off for not being told what's good or bad Mm. is here's the consequences and do you want them and yeah. you can choose so you and, have to be specific and that's why like demons you can't accidentally conjure one you kind of have to know what you're doing if you want to do it right like maybe one gets you I don't know like maybe you're vulnerable and you're like it's just like an adolescent kid and you're open and you're mm-hmm. dreaming yeah, and you're whatever. Yeah, exactly you just, oh, got, yeah. he got me but I mean I don't think that happens I don't know I have, just that walk, happens in horror movies you just walk into the bathroom and you're <laughs> like I'm not gonna turn the light on the nightlights on I'll and then you're like, oh, damn it. Oh, it was Bellum. I walk walk in the bathroom, I I light a candle, and then I put Sage in the northernmost corner of the bathtub, and then I sneeze three times, and oh, god damn it, there's a demon. See, that's part of the gatekeeping of it, is that the people who would do the the lengths that you have to do to, like, if you believe anything needs to be done, you have to do everything that needs to be done, and everything is a fuck ton, because, like, you know, each demon has its own requirements, but every demon can be held or summoned or contained in certain runes or symbols or crystals or or, or rituals and it's important that you know those before you specifically look for a demon. So uh, Alistair Crowley really got into 
figuring this shit out, aka uh, the practice of magic with a K at with the a end, K. which drives me nuts. <laughs> yeah. It's M A G I C K. I hate it. I hate it. Yeah, I hate it's it. it's pretty upsetting. But he got he, the, so basically, this idea is you have to his edict in um, the book of the law, mm-hmm. which con- that's the part where he, he went to Cairo. Actually, went to Egypt oh, with yeah. his wife on a honeymoon. And then he got contacted by Iwas, mm-hmm. who then provided him with the text that served as the basis for the cult. Yeah. Um, and then the book says, do what you will. And then you have to seek to align yourself with your true will through the practice of this magic. Yeah. So what does what did that look like for him? Slash, what does that look like in general for this cult? The idea of practicing magic with a K. Well, for him, it was rich boy stuff. So he was like, <laughs> like for him, it was not needing any obligation besides whatever the fuck. Sure. Um, going to fucking Egypt, learning about Horus, learning about like all of these Egyptian gods and then giving Appropriating my people. Exactly. Absolutely. He very much is an appropriator. He brings it back to like Wales or to Italy. He had a little hut in Italy like in the woods where like at some point, and this is a tangent and I don't know many details, but that someone in his in his like cult when he was in Italy for a little while, which the hut still exists if anyone wants to Google it, it, it there's like paintings on the walls if anyone saw Midsummer, it's a lot of that kind of shit. But the um, the the so one of the one of the people who was part of the cult, their family got real pissed because they died because he was like eating cat shit and like doing blood sacrifices and like just like being completely gross and unsanitary and uh, and like yeah, I guess that's why there's no good or bad. It's just like, do you want the consequences? I mean, uh, I think eating cat shit's bad. It's probably bad, but like, do you? I mean, that's know just my secrets? that's just my base reality. That's not. <laughs> Everybody. Uh, apparently, it's called the Abbey of Thelema or Thelema, depending on how we're pronouncing that, because we still haven't figured it out. Uh, yeah, I mean, it I... was used as a spiritual center um, with Alistair and Lee Hersig in Cephalo, which is in Sicily. <laughs> um, and yeah, it looks like it was a joint. Uh, are we talking about this guy Raul Loveday? Probably. Who died there? Yes. And his wife blamed it on <laughs> all of the dumb ass shit that he was doing. <laughs> which is probably a good, good reason to blame the dad. So then yeah. when the wife came back to England, you know, then it became... Uh, the, there were a bunch of rumors about what was happening there, and then Mussolini's government demanded that Crowley leave in 1923. So then he left, Damn. and then it was abandoned, and then local residents uh, washed over the murals because they were like, get this demon shit out of here. Yeah. This is it's Italy, a super Catholic. Put up a pizza pie. Yeah. <laughs> so now it's just covered in pizza pies. Steve. <laughs> You just uh, uh, we need we need all of the boys to pick the pizza. We go in the woods. We throw the pizza pie on the walls. They embrace fascism. I feel like doing a fake Italian accent is fun. I'm half Italian. I'm allowed. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm Irish. I'm not. Here's a picture of. We're gonna have to cut your your Italian. This is supposedly inside the Abbey. We'll put this up online. Um, This is in 2017. It looks like people are breaking in and spray painting shit inside, Mm -hmm. Uh, but also in like a very kitschy. Uh, like that looks like what, what the hell is that? It looks like roses inside a birdcage. Is that what the fuck that is? Somewhere mm. on the side of that wall. Yeah, I see an old bunk bed frame. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's, it's a lot going on. Yeah, there's a lot going on. It's gone to waste. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yeah, that bunk bed frame has gone to waste. <laughs> it was a good bunk. Perfectly bed. good bunk bed frame. It looked really good. Wrong, wrong hut, wrong time. Yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, he started that around in the 20s. This is what I'm reading. And then that religious commune uh, basically is part of what, like not only did he get kicked out by one country, but it's also where yeah. uh, Britain was like, Okay. Oh. 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 <laughs> oh. I don't. Ah. Yeah. Oh. Um. Because he died in poverty and obscurity, mm-hmm. apparently, which like surprised me because I thought, well, this is a, a rich white fuck boy. He's yeah. not gonna just spend all his money doing whatever. Apparently, he did. You know what? Do what thou wilt. Should be the rule of the land. So then yeah. he just fell into whatever by the end. Yeah. He um. Yeah, I mean, like, I think that it's a good example of someone who's given everything at the top of their lives and then flails towards importance in such a way <laughs> no <laughs> that they world. get kicked out of everything. They got He got kicked out of college. Um, and, and I mean, this isn't very like, I, I don't feel like this is something where it would happen today because, but it's back in the day, he got an STD. And that's, you know, honestly, a lot of people and and you know we, STDs are common and they're treatable and you should be educated and all of that but back in his day you're going to college you get an STD you get kicked out and shamed um, and then he like did the golden dawn and Yates was like this dude's a chode and then he tried to get he tried to be part of this other group that was like read I think it was like the, the Mathers or he's read by Matthews I can't read my own handwriting but the like grand deacon or whatever the fuck of this other group was like I don't think he has the moral character to to like progress in our system. This guy's a chode. This guy's a chode. <laughs> this guy's a chode. Thou, thou wast, thou wast thy chode. <laughs> yes, he named himself the Laird of Bolskine at some point. Um, what does that mean? I have no he idea. Made it up. He <laughs> made it all up. He made everything up. The adeptus major. Um, he, uh, he, wait, Laird of the Bolskine. Bolskine. That or means top bunk. <laughs> you got the top bunk. <laughs> He um he he t- he was part of one of the first attempts on K two. Yes, yes. So yeah. the, remember the mountaineering shit that I was talking about earlier. Yeah. So he scaled K two and then uh, Kan Yonga, is that how you say that name? I have no idea. Of the mountain. Um, and he uh didn't get that. That was like an unsuccessful climb. Which also, that's a very privileged white person yes, thing. Still going like, on today. Yeah. I've got to go climb a mountain. Yeah, well, it's yeah, that Himalayan mountain sitch. You hire Sherpas. Yeah. Remember mm-hmm. when everybody was caught on mm-hmm. Everest and there was yes. a traffic jam? Find me as important as my parents found me when I was a child. That's yes. what he's doing right now. He's like, my parents taught me that I was important. Make me important. So oh, my God. He tried to get up there, and then um, it is said... That he uh, ended up, a, there was an avalanche coming, and he was like, I think there's an avalanche coming. And then <laughs> other people in the expedition were like, no, 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 we're good. And then he's, he survived or got out or whatever, but he knew that those people were caught and did fucking nothing. Oh, my God. So he basically just let a bunch of survivors die. Yeah, they didn't believe him? They, yeah, they, I think in his mind, he was like, should have listened to me. And I can see that. Yeah, yeah, that's not a hundred percent against that. I kind of see. Also, I just saw that getting closer and closer to the occult. (laughs) Um, Does hut have to be in the woods, woods, or what about beachside? I like have scribblings from I watched a documentary a few nights ago while stoned and drunk and falling asleep, and I I wrote some scribblings in my serial killer book, and one of them says that he tried to lead an expedition, but then an old friend refused to like form a group because last time Crowley pulled a gun on someone. (laughs) 
course he did. Of course he did. He's fucking psychotic. He's crazy. There's too much shit going on. His mom called him like a beast when he was little, and now he's like, oh, I'm a fucking beast, and he like takes his whole life to, to do that. Um, but yeah. You so know. then uh, he forms a spiritual organization, uh, the A A dot A. A A with like dot triangles. You know what? Just say A A because if he wanted to be able to, if he wanted it pronounceable, he had so many letters and so many ways he could have put them, and he went with A dot A colon. This is no A colon A colon. It's like A period higher dot period. A, yeah. and then also yeah. the same period dots. Fuck you, Alistair. It's AA. Right. These are these things that make me like worried about saying like very big things wrong. If we're going to conjure a demon, we can't just do this shit willy-nilly. No, yeah. we need to know what we're doing. You yes. get the wrong demon, or yeah. the demon could come wrong. Uh-huh. Or you could go, you could, or you could turn yourself, yourself into a demon. Exactly. You could conjure the demon into your butt. <laughs> <laughs> you might have a butt demon, and honestly, uh, those are a bitch to get out. I know, but... <laughs> Uh, uh, <laughs> but you could also learn to conjure a butt demon into your enemy. Oh, I want to do that. Yeah. And if anybody was going to know how to conjure butt demons, it's Alistair Crowley. <laughs> <laughs> I know. The fact that there aren't any documented cases of butt demons is our best condemnation of We didn't dig dilemma. deep enough. Yeah, absolutely. Find some more books. It's in there. Okay. So the, wait, wait. So this AA org or whatever, yes. basically this is the thing where the, the they want to advance humanity uh, uh, by letting every individual on every plane through a graded series. Let me back up. (laughs) I know, right? Its members are dedicated to the advancement of humanity by perfection of the individual. None of this means anything. Every plane (laughs) through a graded series of universal initiations. So um, basically it's Buddhism, Vedantic, Vedantic yoga, and ceremonial magic. Mm-hmm. So, um, Buddhism, a religion, mm-hmm. uh, yoga, a mm-hmm. practice with some spirituality, ceremonial yes. magic, bullshit. <laughs> Whatever you want it to be. Magic I'm, with a K? Yeah, magic. Bullshit. <laughs> mm-hmm. And just, uh, you put all those things together, and what do you have? You have a thing where you need to have a membership and an initiatory structure, <laughs> and oh my God, Del Close really did win, didn't he? Yeah. yeah he did. You know, there are beautiful things about, like, magic rituals. There's beautiful things about people coming together to Mm -hmm. do something they love. Yes, and this also borrows from or gives to like paganism and Wicca and all of those like more like earthy, like seasonally based like feminine religions in the like classical way where it's like we are just coming together in nature to like experience the earth. Hey everybody, it's fall. Let's (laughs) dance. Yeah, exactly. Hey everyone, it's spring. Let's dance and fuck. Uh Uh Uh-huh. We've got to talk about your idea for the spring formal theme. (laughs) Oh, what? What what do you have? We love let's dance. Yeah. really in line. I do But too. then the and fuck. I think we need to take that off the band. Aww. <laughs> Sorry. Aww. But uh, you can still fuck. We just don't want it on the banner. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to read some instructions on spells? Yeah. From the Grimorium Verum. As long as you don't conjure do. anything. Uh, no, I, I don't can't. want this to be the way I find out demons are real. This is studio <laughs> apartment. There's not a lot of places for me to keep one, so yeah. please don't yes. put one in my. There's home. not a lot of room in here for a oh, demon. Oh, they're small in the one. details, baby. Okay, so do we want to do? 
let me see. There's translations, secrets of mm, conjurations for blah, 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 other secrets. Okay, do you guys want to profit at gambling? Do you want to protect against firearms? Do you want to reveal thieves? Do you want to stop a carriage or cart? <laughs> Do you want to make hail stop? Uh, make peace between persons? Prevent a dog from barking? Make a woman love you? Make a husband faithful? Remain unharmed in a duel? Extinguish a fire? Discover treasures? Not get tired on the road? Preserve <laughs> you from all danger? <laughs> discover a treasure? <laughs> All right, you want to do not get tired well, on the road? Here's, here's, here's my thing. As I'm reading those, I'm thinking my brain instantly goes to like the irony of like, oh God, if we do not get tired on the road, I'm going to fall asleep at the wheel and die. Yeah. Or like, oh, if we do, don't get, like, I'm immediate. I've already, I'm convinced now, thank you, Aleister Crowley, that whatever we do is going to, the opposite's going to happen. So you're already noticing your own attachments to words and meanings. Yes. Yeah. So just, you understand why talking about this is like... Yeah. Discover it, treasures means Steve and I are going to end up, like, cut to us on the Amazonian River <laughs> yeah. as, like, leeches are trying to attack us and we got to fight off piranhas. Oh, my God, I'll watch that movie. <laughs> I will watch that summer blockbuster anytime. Oh, Steve thanks. and Nadia go thanks, to the... Anne. God yes. bless. <laughs> this is some, like, how to do... Do you want to do... Magical secret to know the name of the successor to a throne. You guys, you I would guys love know? to know what's going to happen to Meghan Markle. Yeah. Oh, is to she, know the future. She well, gonna, no, like, does she get the throne? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, okay, great. Yeah, so let's let say we wanted to, to put Meghan Markle because what yeah. I've always wanted to see is someone from a cable TV show. Yeah, I want to see the star of Suits. I, I think Burn Notice. Which blue one bloods? Was it? Is oh it blue God, bloods? It wasn't blue bloods. Then I it's suits. It, if it's, it's not blue bloods, it's pretty suits. Pretty sure it was suits. Can you imagine being on this show with your friend and you're like, "This is great. We're on TV." And then your friend is like, "I'm becoming British royalty and you're invited to my wedding." Oh my, I and wouldn't you need go. to get me a gift. I wouldn't go. I'd I'd be like, "Sorry, I'm I have an audition." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I think there are two things that can answer your question, which is what will happen to Meghan Markle? Is she going to get the throne? I'm going to say three, because the first thing we could do is easily Google this without trying to conjure demons. Yes, sure, sure, sure. Well, we can do the wonderful secret for foretelling the future or magical secret in order to know the name of the successor to a throne. I think I want the wonderful secret to tell the future. Yeah, right? I know, right? Okay. Well, let's make sure that Nadia is on board. She might want the other one. No, 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 no. Okay. Let's okay. get that wonderful secret going. In the first quarter moon, pick Linseed. Okay, okay, okay. In the first quarter moon, pick Linseed. Okay. In the second quarter, pull up from the earth parsley roots. And in the full moon, collect violets, ever fasting, and touch the plant first with a magic wand. How many moons have to go by? By that point, what I wanted to know if it was gonna happen was what happened already. Yeah, see, this is the thing, is that like, the even in that first sentence, we're like, okay, what are the quarters of, the, like there's yeah. extra research to do. Um, then, put the seeds on a roof tile of the house and cover them with another, and likewise the roots and the violets employing in all six tiles which are new, and a cat should never have walked on the roof, Duh. nor sparrows made nests thereon. Each day for 14 days recite one of the seven joys, and the end each with one of the seven pains of Mary, the most holy virgin. On the 15th day, 
fast until sunset and then when the sun has disappeared make a circle in an enclosed space where no one is present but the person man or woman for whom you wish to foretell the future and with an ember of jasmine wood set fire to the linseed parsley roots and violets and with the magic wand in hand and facing the direction wherein the sun will rise the following day you will receive that smoke uh and then there's a asterisk that says presumably this means you would inhale some of the smoke then invoke the 10 sibyls naming each one sambeta labusa etamis cumana eritarian fido amaltea elespontiaca phrygia tiburtina in that point the prophetic inspiration will descend from the brain to the lips that they will foretell the future. Well, I just Googled and the answer is no, Meghan Markle can't be king. <laughs> it, it's Prince Charles that, is next to be king. Yes. That's so complicated. It's, that's what I mean. It's litigious. It's very, you have to figure out like, it's it's all very like, it's, it's, it's do you want to know? First off, where the fuck am I gonna find linseed to pick? I mean, you have to, if you want to know the fucking future, yeah. Nadia. But also, there is, there is, you don't know where the local linseed is? What, are you just bumbling around every day? What's the weather gonna be? Like, how do you get dressed in the morning? Jesus. What, do you, what, do you just look outside like a yeah. fucking idiot? You know, the, like, do you just feel yeah. the wind on your skin? Little, you fucking dumbass loser. Well, you mean, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've got my linseed. I've put oh it all on the tiles on my roof. It's been moon, 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 six tiles. Keep the cat away. Then I go up. <laughs> Think it's time to check and see whether or not I can figure out my future. And there's a sparrow. Oh, they've made a fucking nest, and now you have to Start buy over. a new house. And all the linseed's bad. Got to oh. get new linseed because of the sparrow. It's like I don't want to look at the real estate in Los Feliz. No, <laughs> that's a nightmare. My... I'm not gonna retile my roof. No, sorry, Alistair Crowley. Ex see, this I is don't what... have that Crowley money. <laughs> This is that rich boy bullshit. This it is that everyone has is. a roof, but no one can this, this is Grimes removing the film from her eyeballs or whatever the fuck she's doing. That's what this is. This is yes. that. This is that, but the mm -hmm. turn of the century version. But I will say yes. this. If it was like how to build a birdhouse and it was those kinds of steps, oh, be I'd be like, okay. Great. Yeah, let's yeah, figure hey, it out. Hey, do you guys want to go get some linseed? This <laughs> yeah. is so cool. I have to put it on the roof. Yeah. I don't know why, but it's part of building a birdhouse, so yes. I'm gonna do it. Yeah, <laughs> if it ended up in a birdhouse, it's like yeah. with a birdhouse too, yeah. like I would do it too, like everyone would do it. Yeah, if by doing this, I don't have to think about the chaos going on in my brain and all the ways uh -huh. I'm failing in life, oh, so let's yeah. go do it. It's quaint when you do it that way. Yeah. When you think about like, no, 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 this ritual is to get me to the truth of something, the wonderful truth of something. Uh -huh. I'm like, oh no, oh, no, 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 I'm ignorance is bliss. I'm some better of off can, without it. There's like some like real dark ones. Like this one, we haven't read any that deal with like blood or hair or stuff, but like there's some that actually, Aleister Crowley did a bunch of stuff where like you'd have to put blood and splooge and hair and like a bunch of like creepy shit into like a pile and then burn it and then yeah. drink it. So, uh, so Crowley fails out of college or, or drops out. Which he got I, an STD. Yeah. And gets kicked out. Yeah, and they're like, shit, herpes, shame, 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 yeah, or whatever, yeah. whatever the, um, someone else will know this. Um, so then he goes into this golden dawn era for a <laughs> while where then he's just like, he's basically bumming around and then he ends up like all over Europe, then mm -hmm. Mexico, then India, then uh -huh. Paris, then he gets married. 
Uh And the... uh, Oh, and before he gets married, there's someone from a previous group that he was, like, tangled in. Anne's currently going into her third notebook. I'm going into... Yeah, I'm getting in there. Um, If you want to look up, Mathers is a guy who uh, refused Aleister Crowley entrance into some cult at some point. Yes, he was one of the dudes that were part of the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn that were formed together to fight Voldemort. So, like... (laughs) He, uh, yeah, him yeah. and Alan Bennett were two guys who were like, get the fuck out of here, So buddy. at some point, Mathers apparently employed a female vampire to kill Aleister Crowley. Uh, Shut up. Uh, <laughs> but these people don't turned. have real problems. <laughs> people don't have real problems. Life back, their lives were just LARPing. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, it was just all art. And going to like the to the world's fair. Yes, man, kids were dying in the streets of poverty. <laughs> yes, and Aleister Crowley's just like, hey, I'm gonna send a female vampire yes. after you, which is ridiculous. Sometimes oh, you've got to when your friends are using too much magic. Yeah, again, so you've got to give them that ultimatum. Sends you a, a vampire to kill you. You got to yeah. turn them into an old crone, banish them, and then tell your friend off when you get home. <laughs> Be like, yo, and it's not cool. <laughs> Did he do that too? Yeah, he turned the vampire into an old crone. I mean, you can't you can't accuse Aleister Crowley of not doing enough things <laughs> in his lifetime. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You can't say that he did was not a man who his tombstone Did should just say stuff. a productive guy. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I don't know if I'd say productive. <laughs> active. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Very active. An active guy. You busy. Know, a very busy a man. Busy guy. I want my tombstone to say a very busy man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Steve Slaga, a, a very, very busy, busy man. man. 1984 to 2021. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So you have to delete that because words have meaning. Okay, so now here's so the beginning. So some the, there's some things at the beginning of the uh, Grimorium Verum that are just like the key where it's like if if in a ritual you're supposed to do like a blessing of the salt or whatever. Like there's like a whole bunch of instructions for that in the beginning. Okay, so how do let- you get anything done? <laughs> So going back to like linseed, we need yeah. to bless the linseed. That's the be- the beginning of the yeah. book. It's like okay, here's so how you bless your linseed. You et have to like do. Oh well, there's also exorcism of the salt. What oh. the? F- what is happening? Why is I mean, salt I, so important? I mean, it's one of the three things that exist. I think what's happening is a trifecta of money, delusion, and yes. OCD. I think so. It's solved it. It's it's pretty <laughs> wild. Um. Okay, so his his wife gives birth to a daughter named Lilith, and then Crowley writes the pornographic snowdrops from a curate's garden uh, to entertain her while she's recuperating. So clearly they, like, found each other. (laughs) Um, As you were saying that, I thought that that was, he wrote it for the daughter. (laughs) Like, as a fairy tale bedtime story. Oh, God. Once upon a time, it was fall, and there was dancing and fucking. (laughs) Um... So then, and then he founded this publishing company so he could publish his own poetry. And then he named it, I swear to fucking God, oh, no. the Society for the Propagation of Religious Truth, which was a pra- was supposed to be a parody of something called the Society for Promoting Christian Knowledge. Um, wow. And all his so early... So up- funny, too. Oh, humor. A humorous man. A, ve- oh a very active humorous yeah, man. Yes. On his gravestone. A, a funny, active guy. Um, I'm just trying to piece together more information about this guy and I feel like the, the one question that keeps coming up is 
how fucking weird is he? Yeah. Very strange. That's what I felt too is like you went everywhere and did everything. Like you're like just yeah. and yet, nonsense everywhere. In, or not nonsense. In 1913, Crowley acted as a producer for something called the Ragged Ragtime Girls, <laughs> a group of female violinists. <laughs> What? Yeah. So imagine, he has too much time. He's got imagine too much that time. you you're a you're a violinist and a man comes up to you <laughs> and he says, "I want to I want to produce a show." And you say, "Cool, tell me about yourself." <laughs> well, what would what would Al, where would Alistair even begin? I have no idea. He just went so many places. So then, by the time then he gets to the U.S which I didn't know about. Mm, Basically, right when the First World War breaks out, um, he gets aboard Lusitania. What? No. Okay, no. I don't, I, this can't be right, can it? Is this Wikipedia? Is yeah, he it, updating his own Wikipedia for it, the grave? Honestly, whatever <laughs> is happening is miraculous to me. Uh, apparently, he gets to New York, um, uh, does some freelance writing because that's what one does when you have too ben, much time. Hey, Alistair, I've been there. He keeps oh, going me? on with the sex magic. He <sighs> he jacks off a lot. He fucks a yes. bunch of prostitutes. He fucks a bunch of guys at a Turkish bathhouse. All of these are apparently in his diaries. Honestly, live your life. I don't mind any of the do fucking. Do what you will. Do, it, do what thou wilt shall be the edict of the land or whatever. I mean, there is a part of the me that's of like, life. aside from the times where he like hurt people yes. or like cheated on his wife or uh, a pornographic story <laughs> like any time where it is just like hey life's for the living yeah. like hey yeah get yours the only creepy shit is when it's like most of it sex religion yeah. stuff where it's like I think he might be an authority yeah. position in the woods in Italy and he's like for in a sure. hut and there are people that he's like lured there and yeah. one of them's like should I eat the cat shit and he's like yes and just think if one like chromosome or like piece of DNA was a little bit different, he could have just been super into soccer. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I I think if like his like yeah, it, it wouldn't oh God. Apparently he did like a whole PCH West Coast tour, ended up at the Grand Canyon, went to New York, um Wow. Fucked a whole much more, ended up in New Orleans uh, then in Titusville, Florida, where he had evangelical Christian relatives. Tell me he died in Florida. Oh, that would be my god. That would be the perfect ending to this man's story. It would Jesus, be died no, because then he has got to go to Italy oh and get god. kicked this out of Italy. Italy. This is all before Italy. God damn. Oh my god. Right. Nadia hasn't even gotten to later life yet. No. <laughs> Then he's a very active man, Steve. I'm I'm skipping to the end because we have more questions to ask. Yeah. Basically, he he gets through the first world war. The second world war happens. Um, he offers his services to the naval intelligence division, and wow. they're like, "Fuck off!" Generous um, of him. Fair. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Thanks. I hate it. Yeah, he, we're good. He claims he was behind the V for Victory BBC sign, a very famous uh, sign usage Buddy. during the war. Yeah. Um. He basically just got really into heroin. Sure. Um, as one does at this point. And then... I mean, after everything else, what do you do? No, yeah, yeah, no, that's the last... That's the Where last... Where do you go? Uh, uh, frontier. Wow. Heroin, um, the final frontier. He becomes just a guy. And then he died at Netherwood of chronic bronchitis. <gasps> 
Oh. Um, at 72. He deserved What year? Uh, December 1st, 1947. He deserved 47. a more exciting death. Yeah. I mean, you know, you do that much drugging and that much sex magicking and that much et cetera, et cetera, and you run out of money and you don't plan for any kind of future. <laughs> you do what you will mm-hmm. at that point in your death, I would think. Yeah. So um, anybody listening that wants to like start your own religion and you have lots of money that you're going to spend... Think about your death now. Yes, put some some money aside. Put like, some money aside. Just for go ahead a, and buy your plot. Yeah, buy a plot. Well, I'm saying like you want to do more than just like die of a disease. You want to like explode in something. Yeah, go go get yourself an assassin. Yeah, but tell a, them when you want to die. According to a biography about him, the funeral generated press controversy and was labeled a black mass by the tabloids. Crowley's ashes were sent to some guy named Karl Germer, <laughs> um, a German occultist who was in the U.S., and Carl buried them in his garden in Hampton, New Jersey. What? Okay, that's that's amazing. So Crowley's remains are still there, probably, huh? I mean, they've got to be in this back house. Imagine in being the Jersey. Imagine being the realtor having to sell the house <laughs> where they're like, so it's three bed, mm-hmm. two and a half bath, uh-huh. um, all new hardwood floors with reclaimed hardwood. Um, <laughs> Alistair Crowley is buried in the back <laughs> and haunting it. But honestly, he just mainly stays to the tree. <laughs> yeah. And I will say this, that tree produces amazing amazing plums. Yeah, honestly, eat them, have fun, but don't get any milk or blood near the tree. Yeah. Here's here's the thing. This conversation started with talk of ashes and cremation. Oh. And we've circled back to it. I'm now a believer. (laughs) In all of it. Do you want me to leave In all of it. Give me some linseed. (laughs) I'll be in the woods. I should say, like, there's, like, Wicca and paganism and all these offsets that, like, are nature and are about connection are like about ritual and yeah. are like that are all dating these back thousands yeah. exactly of years. there's there's wonderful like white magic and shit that like do it Have yeah it. fucking yeah but like yeah this is just this is this is I'm fascinated with where it goes when people like Aleister Crowley get their hands on this subject matter. What's fascinating to me is how many like uh, musicians ended up like in the 60s being like, this guy's cool, man. (laughs) Because he's on the cover of Sgt. Pepper. um, Oh, really? Like on the album cover. Mm -hmm. Wow. Like in one of the drawings. And then uh, Led Zeppelin was like super obsessed with him. Like Jimmy Page bought uh, like one of his houses and... um, Part of the the uh, the the set Led Zeppelin movie um, uh, song remains the same was filmed at like the house. Oh man! Um, Bowie makes references to him. Ozzy Osbourne makes references to him. Led Zeppelin had like do do what thou wilt written in the vinyl of um, Led Zeppelin three. Wow! The, set, the one that came in nineteen seventy. They're so, really like, into him. Yeah, yeah, like there was this weird period where I feel like he became cool again. But like I don't know how much of this is people just being like cool you did a lot of drugs and a lot of sex man you were ahead of your time and how much of it was just like they knew all this stuff and still were like i don't know sounds like a cool dude to me because i can't i can't i have to think that it was like the image or the legend yes it wasn't until maybe later when people were like hold the fuck up this guy's (laughs) crazy this guy is a Complete psychopath. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's like a whole institution based on this guy, but like, yeah, I think a lot of his allure is the punk rock and ego. Yeah. Like the, the little little goth boyness of it. Right. Because like there is this on the one hand, he's probably inspired a lot of people to kind of seek 
some sort of spiritual awakening or enlightenment um, or like to get into magic with a K (laughs) in a way that's like safe or fun or healthy. But then there's also like the guy who's definitely going to eat the cat shit or like the the woman who's being fucked over by this person. Mm -hmm. So like we all have layers. We're all complex (laughs) beings. We're all beautiful It's a rich tapestry. Yes. Yes. So even though like you said, like paganism and Wigan stuff, it's like, Maybe those concepts or these ideas were reintroduced through him, which yeah. may be a good thing. Ultimately, I gotta say, I don't know about this guy. No, <laughs> I, I don't like him at all. I think he's bad. I think he was a bad yeah. guy. I would be so pissed to even be in a room with him because I can only imagine he talks really loud or really quietly, but has a sonorous voice. And like, I just, I can't no, imagine. No, he talks loud. I yeah, he probably talks loud. Talks, I can tell. He talks loud. He spreads his legs like really oh, open. Yeah. You can smell him probably. And then he's like, are you even listening to me? <laughs> like, and he just talks over you. And when you're on the other side of the room having a conversation, he gets up and stands next to you to listen, waiting to butt in. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 100% that guy. And then he's like, this is the time I was on a mountain. Yeah. It reminds me of when I was climbing a mountain. <laughs> and he kind of like looks around expectedly and he's like i was part of the lamp of the invisible light then anyone he, then he taps a fake microphone and says is this thing on <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah man and then he's like fuck you guys you guys are losers <laughs> oh yeah i mean it's, it's uh, life is a mess living life is scary it's, yeah. i understand why people want boundaries and, and- he was a rock star <laughs> Really? Yeah, no, I mean, he acted the way a lot of rock stars. Yeah. Ozzy Osbourne bit the head off a bat. Yeah. Oh, is, yeah. Yeah, we don't talk about that enough. That's cr- where? When? Today? No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I believe, I feel like it I've heard that a, before. Yeah, I just concert, don't remember. Yeah. Ew. And Lane, thank you so oh, much for you coming on. Why do you know me? that? Thank you. Uh, is there anything you want to plug? Where can people find you? Oh, my gosh. Well, you can find me on this podcast, and I really want to plug next week's podcast with this amazing <laughs> guest. Um, they're so funny, and they're sure of what they're saying, and they're super confident. Um, uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's just. Uh, uh, hey, you know what? Do what thou wilt shall be the whole of my promotion. Uh, you want to plug like your Twitter or anything? Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm on Twitter at <laughs> Annie L Lane. Um, I just A N N I E L L A N E because it's I really made myself super accessible. Uh, and uh, is a similar name I think on Instagram. I don't know. We'll tag you. The, you know. Yeah. <laughs> is hard to navigate and I, I like demons so thanks for having me <laughs> <laughs> thank you thanks for listening everybody if you like the podcast share it with everyone you know any way you know how subscribe like rate and review us on iTunes if you've got questions comments concerns whatever you can email us at why do you know that pod at gmail.com or if you're more of a picture person follow us on Instagram at why do you know that pod or, hey, if you want to hang out on Twitter, follow us on Why Do You Know Pod. Different, because Twitter has weird restrictions when it comes to characters and handles. Let's do this again sometime. Okay. Okay.